All Things Unexplained, hosted by Dr. Mounts. Let's face it, we were always ready to roll without him anyway. <laughs> C.J. Derringer. Ain't nobody perfect, right? And Smitty Neves. I've never planned out hardly anything my whole life. I just free ball. Featuring Cajun Man. I'm just old nobody, somebody looking for somebody. What an epic story. The story of Mr. Billy. It's definitely an epic one. I think we're... I think we really bit off maybe more than we could chew when we got into this story. And wow, did we have quite the story to tell. I think we absolutely bit off more than we can chew. I know after that first interview with Mr. Billy, we all went, okay, well, we've got hours worth of content. How do we present it properly? How do we give it its, you know, its justice for how great it all is? And um, really learned a lot, too, as we dug deeper into all things UFO. Oh, yeah. Not, not only that, but we just got so much information from the Center for UFO Studies from other places, from Mississippi State University, and from historians, that we could have spent years, I'm serious, years, just investigating the background and all the connections that tied in with Mr. Billy's one experience here with all of these other law enforcement officers. It, It was just amazing. It was a true rabbit hole that had no end and we really just had to do the best we could do with it. Yeah. Kind of reminds me of uh, your introductions, usually. <laughs> a rabbit hole with no end. But yeah, you're right, though. It was, a, it was a lot of information to process, especially when, you know, you're, you're talking to a guy that's passionate about what he's talking about. It was very interesting to hear his take on this and to have that eyewitness account. Yeah, and we wanted to take this episode and just sort of look back at all things Mr. Billy and recap a little bit. But also we had some listener questions come through, some listener corrections come through that maybe we should address tonight. But I was just thinking um, after everything that we've done over the past several weeks with this podcast, I don't even really remember where we met Mr. Billy and how he came into the picture. Was that you, Smitty, that reached out to Mr. Billy? Yeah, I called the Flora uh, City Hall, and then I got to talking to the secretary, and I asked who I needed to speak with about the Flora UFO sighting, and she said, here's the name of the man that you needed to speak to. So she gave me his name and his number, and I called him. Well, actually, I called another guy, (laughs) <laughs> and he connected he connected me to Mr. Billy. Well, I, I was going to say, we all name. called another guy because you gave me yeah. the wrong phone number. Uh, we called I Cajun Man. <laughs> went to call him the first time uh, Cajun Man answered. And He's yeah, that was an, an interesting interaction. 
No, I'm just old nobody. Somebody out looking up for somebody. Yeah. It was super fun yeah. for me to say in my very California voice to this very Cajun man. Yeah, I'm calling you about the UFO sighting. <laughs> <laughs> like, UFO. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I'ma say yeah, I don't mess with no me. UFOs. He reminded me of Justin Wilson. You remember him? Oh, Mouse. I remember the Cajun chef. The cooking Cajun. Yeah, the cooking oh, yeah. Cajun. He had some great stories uh, to tell, but I think our listeners did want to know exactly who Cajun Man was since he is in our introduction. Yeah. Well, thanks to Smitty saying that we had the right number several times and calling back this poor guy several times <laughs> thinking that he was just putting us off. Um, we got a little bit of recording of him. He was very kind, very kind. But we do intend so to call he, him back. Yeah. yeah. He oh, he's got a story to tell. A random stranger that we accidentally called, but it was pretty pretty funny that we got him. So. And you know what? I wondered, we called him so many times, I wondered if he started thinking, you know what? Maybe I did have a UFO encounter, and I just don't remember it. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe the government wiped his memory or something, you know, like a man on black with a little flashing, the flashlight thing. <laughs> and I think that sort of stuff is, kind of, you know, the swamp is kind of known for mysterious, unexplained stories. And he might have thought, man, well, that I thought it was swamp gas. You know, who knows? Maybe, maybe they found out what happened out here. Yeah. Well, he sounded like he might have had a few in him when he was talking, so... He well, if that's the case, he must have been drinking all day because we called him several different times of the day. Well, that's true. Yeah, but that that's natural light and Schlitz malt liquor day drinking territory down there. <laughs> oh, well, it that's, definitely made for some funny clips. That's for sure. And I think it, it, it bears to point out to the listeners that when we set out to make this podcast, we... Our first story idea was actually around the 1974 Pascagoula, Mississippi abduction. And there were two gentlemen who were supposedly abducted by UFO in Pascagoula, Mississippi, not far from Florida, Flora, just a few years earlier. And it was through that process, and we did not get very far into the Pascagoula situation, but it was through that process that Smitty happened upon the historian that knew Mr. Billy. Yes. So let's go back to, you said when we set out to do this podcast, we had some things in mind. And a couple of our listeners have asked, you know, what inspired us to make this podcast? What our goal is with it? And I thought that might be interesting for those of our listeners that maybe didn't catch the first episode and they should definitely go back and check that out. But if they didn't, then they did miss a little bit about who we are and what we're trying to do here. So Tim, why don't you tell us a little bit about, you know, what inspired you? Cause you certainly came up with the idea of doing a podcast and, and brought that to my attention. Well, so I was born on Halloween. I've always loved spooky, mysterious things. My books that I write are based on cryptids and, unexplained creatures and it's just always been kind of a part of my life from the shows I watch to the things I investigate and explore in my free time and also I'm a very laid-back guy just likes to have a good time likes to laugh and so 
I really wanted to do a podcast where I could combine those passions with my friends who shared the same interest or might go along the journey with me. I know Smitty is a historian, and, and CJ, you graduated first in your class, a brilliant woman in your own right, and you're so professional and uh, and organized, and I knew what you would bring to the show, and I just thought, wow, us three would make a, a terrific team for bringing a fun experience about unexplained, mysterious topics to people, and I think people right now are really interested in that sort of thing. They the world is kind of depressing out there. I I think that people are tired of hearing depressing stories about politics and corona, and they just want to find something to escape with. And, uh, you know, growing up, I was always into comic books, and the main reason I read comic books and, and so many books was because they created another world for me to escape into. You know, it was completely different from the mundane, ordinary realm that I was in day to day. And for me, that's what this podcast is for, to give people a place to escape to. Yeah, I agree. I definitely wanted to create something where people could escape. Um, For me, I think my background's a little bit different. I don't think I was all that naturally curious growing up. I think I took the information that was given to me, I digested it, and then I spit it back out in test form or essay form or whatever it may be. I never really stopped to think about what was around me that maybe I wasn't seeing or that people weren't sharing with me. And I think as I've become an adult, I've become much more curious about my world around me. And now that I have children, seeing the world through their eyes and wanting to teach them things that I maybe didn't learn before is where I came into the picture of wanting to jump on this journey as well. And then in terms of the title, All Things Unexplained, I just wanted to sort of play off the idea that we were going to tackle things that weren't explained, but also that we weren't necessarily going to explain them ourselves. We aren't looking to give anybody answers or to change anybody's opinions. We just want to share the information that's out there and let people make of it what they will. And that's really important to me, that we're not trying to force feed anybody anything, that they can take what they hear and make of it what they want to. Absolutely. Smitty, what about you? Uh, Just as a historian, I've always been naturally curious about lots of different things, especially uh, what-if situations, because history has taken place in such finite time. Uh, Even... 30 seconds or less can change the history of the world and all of these things that that are explored and and looked at i've just been curious about since i was younger and uh as an avid historian and history teacher some of those things i I like to explore myself and and try to get at the heart of And, and really it's just a fun way to hang out with you guys and and to look at things that normally I don't get to look at the classroom. Absolutely. So going back to Mr. Billy and his story, what part of his story stood out to each of you the most? What has stuck with you after this last podcast here? I think the thing that stood out to me the most was the sheer number of law enforcement officers who saw this event unfold 
and it's hard to dispute the fact that this event happened due to the credibility of all the witnesses that were involved. I mean, we only talked to Mr. Billy, but at the same time, you could go to the papers at this point in time and you could see other eyewitness accounts. And even uh, one of the, was it sheriffs down there, went to the Mississippi State Legislature, or maybe it was the U.S., and, and ask if they could do more UFO investigations in the coast on that area. So I thought that was pretty impressive. Yep, that's for sure. And i tell you what really stood out to me was a couple of things. Number one, just the timeline of Mr. Billy's story, because this his story encompassed so much more than just one singular night. He revealed to us that he had his first sighting in 1956, 21 years before the story that we set out to investigate. He had sightings along with the rest of the town throughout the 50s and 60s and 70s and have continued to have them since then all the way up to present day. So we're talking about an event around a town that has literally been going on for at least what, 60 years? Which is just incredible, yeah. if you think about it. We set out to find out more about one night, and what we found out was about a town that has been plagued, if you will, by UFO sightings for 60-plus years. An entire town having these experiences. Now, not only was the timeline impressive to me, but when Mr. Billy revealed to us and like Smitty said, you know, you could pull up this story in the news right now. There's been newspaper articles about it and news videos about it. But he reveals so much more to us, including the fact that a legendary figure in UFOlogy who now has his own television show or a television show about him on the History Channel, Dr. Heinick, astronomer who was hired by the military for Project Blue Book, called Mr. Billy at the sheriff's station and had what seemed like quite a lengthy talk with him. And not only did he have a talk with him, but Dr. Heineck even revealed his own theories about the UFO phenomenon. And to me, that just blew my mind that we have uncovered information here that's never been heard before. It was clear to me Mr. Billy has never told anybody else this if he has it's never been in the news in any way and I just I was just like wow I was flabbergasted I'm totally intrigued by Dr. Heineck and who he was a brilliant scientist that started off attempting to or by the government to debunk all of these stories and you know what he just couldn't do it he t completely turned around and said, wow, we just cannot explain all of these situations. Yeah, and that's pretty impressive because uh, this is not a guy that was your average run-of-the-mill person. This is a, a man who's devoted his whole life to, to science, if I'm not mistaken. And in order for him to, like you said, disprove these things, he ended up becoming a believer instead of a disbeliever. So that... That's pretty. That's pretty uh, impressive that that he turned it around there. 
Yep, and how amazing was it that we set out to interview Mr. Billy about an incident that we thought we kind of knew almost everything about, and you know what? It turned out we only knew the tip of the iceberg about this situation, and the deeper we dug, the farther and, and wider the hole got, and it, it was just incredible, all the information that we uncovered. Yeah, we really did uncover a lot of information. I think the one thing that stuck with me the most, and I think it stuck with you guys too, was when Mr. Billy said 80% of the people never look up. And that hit home for me. I started to really be intrigued by astrophysics probably about eight years ago now. And I did what I normally do. I got books and I put my head down and I read books and I researched things online and looked at my phone to look up different apps and what have you. And I never really stopped and just looked up, like look up, CJ, look up at the stars, look up at the planets, look up at what's going on up there. And I've done that almost every single night since that first conversation with Mr. Billy. If it's not cloudy, I go outside and I just see what's moving out there, what's out there. And I cannot believe how many satellites, how many planes, the International Space Station, the planets, the planets are so bright and powerful and beautiful. And I've really enjoyed just taking that time every day to look up and look outside myself and look not at my phone, but you know, up out into the universe. So that was a really powerful moment for me in all of this. I had heard somebody else actually say something similar before. I don't know if you guys are fans of um, Dan Brown books, but when I read Dan Brown's book, Origin, which was a lot about artificial intelligence and technology and religion and sort of the intersection of all of those, I started watching interviews about how he came up with this idea. And he had sort of a similar epiphany about how everybody used to look up to the heavens for their answers. Pre-technology, they looked up to the heavens, they looked to the stars, they looked to the planets to answer all of their questions about life and what lies beyond and now everybody looks down they all look down at their phones so it was a really good reminder to me to look up yeah there's a really good documentary now about social social networking and it's pretty scary actually about how often they try to rope people into getting back on their phones versus people actually getting off their phones. It's a, it's a very good documentary. Is that Ernest Saves Halloween? <laughs> uh, no, it's, I believe it's called Social Networking, but I may be wrong. I'd have to look that up. It's on Netflix, but it's really, really good. It's got like all the people that were ex-CEOs of Facebook and all these trying to reveal what actually happens within these corporations. It's pretty scary, actually, because they keep a track on basically everything you you watch or look at on your phone, try to bait you into getting back on the phone. Well, it's working. Yeah, it is. I, I've, I've talked about things before, and then I look at my phone later, and what I was talking about would appear on my phone. We should totally do an episode <laughs> on that. We need to dig into how that happens because I have heard so many people say the same thing and I know it's happened for me too just talking about it not even my phone's not even on it's just in the room and then there's an ad for something not even a day later well if you watch that 
documentary it's it's on there and it tells you they have artificial intelligence that track how long you look at a picture how long you look at a video how you long i mean it's pretty pretty scary the real question is how do we get them to start putting all things unexplained into everybody's brains that's true <laughs> make yep. them come back to our podcast to be continued You've been listening to All Things Unexplained. If you liked this podcast, please do give us a five-star rating and leave us a review. If you would like to hear more All Things Unexplained, be sure to follow us wherever you listen to your podcasts. If you'd like to support our show, please do visit buymeacoffee.com backslash unexplained. A special thanks to our producer, director, sound mixer, editor, and the man that wears far too many hats, no, seriously, he has a lot of hats, Dr. Tim Mounts. Without you, we couldn't keep the lights on. Thanks for listening to All Things Unexplained.